Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. Let's get into today's work. First Nephi 14, chapter 14. Now, elements to this that I want to lock down are connected to what we've already been talking about, except coming at it from a different direction. You'll see as we wrap up today. Chapter 14 opens up with a reminder of God's power. He shall manifest himself unto them in word and in power, in very deed, taking away their stumbling blocks. And then again, now, for those of you who, maybe I'm projecting here, but every once in a while I go, I might be a little too obsessed with this Satan thing. Like, I talk about him a lot. But then, whoa, three verses into this one. Here we go again, talking about Satan and his process of destroying things and the captivity of the devil by verse four. Blah, 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 blah. So once again, just when I thought that we could step away from that theme, it's back. So we're only at chapter 14, 1 Nephi. And how many times have we been talking about Satan again? Verse 7, I will work a great and marvelous work among the children of men. So we're back to God. And then he'll swing again to the other side. Now, verse 10, I want to highlight for just a second. And I've put this into the outline. And if you don't have access to it, just comment and Lisa will repost the link to the outline. There are save two churches only. I remember as a missionary enjoying a little bit of debate over which church is the church of the devil and all these different things of, of which, uh, where's the good side, where's the bad side type of stuff. And then when I really looked more closely at Moroni chapter seven, that which is good is of God. That which is not good is of Satan. There's only two. And so this big debate over all the different gray area type stuff, now it might take some work to add the elements of good to stack them up principle upon principle, but you're still in the good zone. And as I've thought about what it takes to actually be truly evil, like that takes a lot of work to be someone who intentionally plans the destruction of other people. Um, I like making money to... Um, produce movies that hurt families. Okay. There are people who think that way. You know, I prefer to, I'm fine being unfair in my business practices. So there are people, I don't know any personally right now. I tend to stay away from such personality types who are intentional and strategic about how they are selfish or broken or whatever. But if you meet someone who's consistent desire is to be good, to learn good, to understand good and apply good, even if they're not good at it, they at least are leaning that direction. So two, only two directions. Also, the voices in your head, there are not thousands of different possibilities. When I thought, okay, how many different voices do I need to look for? When I started realizing Well, there are voices that want to add value and be edifying, and there are voices that want to collapse and destroy. And I'm, I'm pushing this for a second because I want the psychological tool, the psychological harvest from this chapter to be about a discernment tool, at least the first part of this chapter. Let me give you an example. I've got a woman who's about 
early 30s. She's been frustrated with health issues that have left her with a body that's a very different shape than she would prefer. She's had her intellect compromised from time to time with some of her ebbs and flows of chemicals, etc. And so she's had plenty of things to work on. I find her to be intelligent. I find her to be, want to. She always wants to do good. She wants to do crafts that make the world a better place. She wants to be a good wife. She wants to make more money. She wants to have a cleaner house. She wants to take good care of her animals. She wants to have a good relationship with her mom. So whenever we talk, her want list is always a good list, a list of good things. But inevitably, when we start the conversation, I assess her psychological condition, and she's spent over 50% of her time just swirling in torment. You're too slow. You're too chubby. You're too dumb. You're too unlikable. You're too... And it's just like a whirlpool that goes around and around and around. The reason she keeps seeing me is because I, within the first 15 minutes, I say, can you see what's happening? And she says, what? And I go, can you see where you are? And she's all, oh, I've been swirling. Uh-huh. She goes, swirling is bad. Uh-huh. Do you remember how to get out of swirling? Um, oh, yeah. So open your notebook to the last page we wrote things down on, and let's read the instructions on how to get out of swirling. She reads them, and she goes, oh, yeah. And then she starts doing them while we're talking. And in less than an hour, she's up and running again, okay? But what I'm trying to figure out how to do as a professional is to create alarms in her head that will go off when I'm not there so that she will be alarmed when she's swirling and the alarm will be loud enough that she can't ignore it. Every client I've ever had who I've spent more than one hour with, if they start thinking about it and they start kind of tilting it back and forth, they can fill the difference between edifying thoughts and unedifying thoughts. They just kind of move around there. They go, oh, yeah, you know, when I think about it, I can tell the difference there. I can feel the difference there. But it does take intentional concentration sometimes to go, mm, where am I right now? So there has to be an intentional process to it, like self-checking. Then there has to be an alarm that goes off and says, ooh, I'm, I'm swirling. I'm twisting. I'm falling apart. The chemical scale we use with those who are sliding in a misbehavior. Okay, I'm at a level one, I'm at a level two, I'm at a level three. But if you aren't alarmed by it, because I see guys that'll go, I'm at a 2.7, but I'm not really alarmed by it. When might you be alarmed by it? Well, if it gets to a 4.3, maybe I'll be alarmed then. And you're like, you do know that the chance of recovering in this moment at a 4.3 is very low. Hello, Maurice Harker here again. You've just finished listening to a clip from the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.